Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We're having a discussion with Jim Sudi, who is the president of Friends of the Oceano Dunes. And Jim, right before the break, um, you were talking about a, uh, a quiet title action uh, that the Friends of the Oceano Dunes had bought, brought because you were asserting that uh, the public who used off-highway vehicles in the dunes and on the beach at Oceano had established um, prescriptive ownership rights to be able to do that. Um, uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit more about that? Sure. So we, uh, we filed our initial lawsuit over 145 parcels of land, and the hearing was set to go to trial this October, but within the last few weeks, we amended the lawsuit and uh, filed the list pendants uh, to incorporate and add in a few more parcels of land. Uh-huh. And so now the lawsuit has been extended out uh, to sometime, sometime next year. The date has not been assigned just yet. Now, are, um, are all those currently in public ownership or are some of them in private ownership? Some of the lands are in private ownership. Um, for those not very familiar with it, there was huge land developments took place out in the Oceana Dunes, and parcels of land were sold. Mm-hmm. In fact, I personally own a parcel of land out in the, the sand dunes. Um, and so all those parcels have been identified, but we're really focused on the lands that are owned by the state parks, the county, uh, the the oil refinery lands in any of those lands where we can show um, our implied dedication. Okay, and this this is one of those things in the law where if it's used for five years or more without objection, um, a, a right to that use it starts to exist. Is that right? That is correct. And, and when you're talking about the Ordinarily, there's no uh, prescriptive rights against a public agency, uh, but uh, are are these uh, parts that are now in the park and that are now owned by the state of California or the county of San Luis Obispo, um, were those in private ownership uh, at some time before they were purchased? Uh, is your allegation that those prescriptive rights were established when they were originally in private ownership? Right. Uh, so when they were in private ownership prior to the, the county uh, taking ownership, uh, if we can um, establish our implied dedication, and we've been doing that, we've, we've already interviewed over 50 witnesses. Uh-huh. We've got tons of... Uh, uh, both video and picture evidence to substantiate these claims going back, you know, all the way back to the, the late 1940s uh, and 50s. Some parcels of land did transfer to the county like in 1938 for tax, uh, uh, failure to pay taxes. Uh-huh. And so those parcels would be outside the timeline and jurisdiction we're looking for. So it's really the parcels that fit a certain timeline that we can document the implied dedication over a five-year period. And when did the state of California acquire the uh, portion of the dunes that they own and the beach? 
Right. So numerous, uh, State Parks owns numerous parcels of land and it took place over uh, numerous years. For those not familiar, they're, uh, PG&E used to own a large portion. That's where the Diablo nuclear power plant was originally uh, supposed to be put in, was in the dunes. That's right. And uh, uh, when that was turned over, the PG&E then sold, transferred that land to state parks um, and, and over different periods of time. So uh, it gets very convoluted when you look at all the various parcels and the timelines for which they transitioned. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, so, when, when does it begin? When did the state parks start to acquire uh, those areas? I mean, state parks really started acquiring the land in the uh, uh, some of the earliest documents I've seen uh, were for some of the state beaches around Pismo, which is not in our employee dedication. But that took place in the 30s and 40s, uh-huh. uh, and then some of the other lands took place. Um, in the, the 70s and into the 80s. And for our listeners, uh, folks, we're uh, talking with Jim Sudi, who's president of the Friends of the Oceano Dunes. And I, I think a lot of uh, listeners may not know that the uh, ownership rights, uh, we all think of the beaches as public property in California. But uh, when there were Mexican land grants, frequently the ownership rights went all the way down to the low, low tide line. Um, which meant that the beach was in private ownership. Um, is is that why the state parks had to acquire the Pismo uh, beach areas? That is correct. The, 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 uh, I shouldn't answer for the state of California, but that is my understanding. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, the... You said that there'd been amendments made to your prescriptive rights lawsuit. Who's who's the defendant in that? Uh, the, the, right. So the defendant um, is, is California uh, State Parks. Uh-huh. They count. Um, we also have to uh, get into the State Lands Commission. Um, so there's quite a few different uh, parties involved, as well as the refinery property. And some of that land was bought by one oil company and then as they transferred and transitioned um, and we're working through many of those process steps. Is this the property that used to be the Phillips 66 uh, uh, refinery? That's correct. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure who owns that now at this point. But uh, I understood the county might be trying to put in a bid on it. Right. I've, I've heard the county's trying to put a bid. I've heard state parks. I've heard people like the Land Conservancy and other nonprofits are trying to get it donated. Um, and we're working to get our implied dedication established on those lands. Are Friends of the Oceano Dunes uh, seeking to uh, purchase any of that uh, area for their own park? Uh, not currently. Okay. How many, how many members are there in Friends of the Oceano Dunes? We, uh, we show about 20,000 supporting members, um, and that's a lot, large variety of families from all over. You know, as, as you mentioned, the 2 million annual visitors, uh, many of those, a recent study just showed that the, been a huge population shift uh, in demographics and locations, but, you know, still about 50% of the population comes from the Central Valley, especially trying to escape that summer heat. Sure. 
25-30% from uh, the L.A. Basin area and then uh, the rest from the northern California, uh, San Francisco Bay area. Well, it, it, I think it's well recognized that uh, San Luis Obispo County's beaches are uh, the beaches for Bakersfield and Fresno. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, we've always known that. And, uh, of course, uh, those folks are welcome here. They, That's great. They need to get away from the heat and they certainly bring a lot of tourist dollars. Right, and I was going to bring that up, Stu. I don't know if you're aware of the most recent financial economic study that showed that the visitors to the dunes, those that live outside the area that are visiting the dunes, generate $511 million to the local economy. That's over a half a billion dollars. Goodness. So it's, it's huge. And so when they talk about, well, let's just close this, what are you going to replace a half a billion dollars of an economic engine with? Well, especially when you see a lot of the major employers here uh, potentially shutting down. We have, uh, uh, last week we had uh, uh, one of the lawyers who's suing uh, Diablo Canyon, suing PG&E and the NRC, tell us about why it was that they felt that the NRC had violated federal law by extending the license for that operation. And uh, that's one of the largest employers in our county. So there's going to be a lot of... uh, folks out of work when that does shut down. In fact, that's an interesting connection because uh, you're right, the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant was supposed to go on the dunes originally, and uh, some of the folks in Oceano got upset, and uh, Bob Murray, who had the uh, Murray Ranch at that time, uh, was willing to accept the plant on his property. Unfortunately, that resulted in years of litigation, and now PG&E owns his entire ranch. But that's, that's another story. What other plans has Friends of the Oceano Dunes got at the moment for uh, future protection action to keep access to the dunes and the beach open? Right. So our motto we always live by is to protect what we have and regain what we lost. And so we're actively involved in 13 lawsuits currently. Some of those are state, federal some of those are against the Air Pollution Control District and other agencies to, again, pr- to protect what we have. And then, and this, Jim, uh, we're coming flight. up on another hard break. I'm sorry. We're going to no have problem. to continue this on the other side. Folks, stay tuned to listen to Jim Sooty, president of Friends of the Oceano Dunes. <laughs> 